Welcome to the Lent Podcast. My name is Karina Gerard, and today is beginning our sixth week of our Lenten journey together. Lent is soon coming to a close. Beginning this coming Monday, March the 29th, will be Holy Week. Uh, The podcast is going to change a bit during Holy Week instead of Uh, Once a week on Wednesday, we'll actually have a podcast for each day of the week. So I invite you to come join us for that. We'll have different pastors and speakers from Westgate who help us to accompany Jesus along the pathway of his final days here on earth. And all of that will culminate in Good Friday On Good Friday evening, we will have services both in person and live. If you'd like to join our live services, we do ask that you uh, RSVP for those on our website. And then all of that is bringing us towards Easter, which is coming up so soon. Again, we'll have those services both in person and online for the in-person do RSVP. And I hope that you are considering, especially in light of our past two weeks of Lenten thought, this idea of personal revival and global revival, how God might be inviting you um, to invite some people in your friend, family, neighbor, workplace, Um, sphere of influence where um, there might be an open door. It's amazing how often during Easter time, people who wouldn't normally uh, consider attending a church service or really thinking about spiritual things seem to be more open during uh, Easter and Christmas time. So I want to encourage you to be brave and courageous and to invite someone either to our online service or in person, whatever they're feeling comfortable with in this time. The one benefit of the online service is you can even invite people who don't live locally here. This coming Sunday is an important date in our Lenten calendar as we celebrate Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus as he is entering into the city of Jerusalem um, and his final week preparing himself for the crucifixion. On this Sunday, we specifically celebrate the coming of King Jesus, which is perfect because this whole Um, Lenten time, we've been, as a church, going through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And the main idea of this book is this idea of parousia, the coming of King Jesus, that he has come and he is coming again. And we here in the 21st century live in this liminal space, this in-between between the time that Jesus has come in his earthly ministry here 2,000 years ago and the time when he is coming back again. This uh, story of Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, occurs in all four Gospels, and today I want to read it for us from Luke's account in chapter 19. 
starting in verse 28. After telling the story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the town of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a small donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why are you untying that colt, just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and they found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? The disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. Here in this passage, we see the people celebrating Jesus as king as he enters into the city. In their culture at that time, it would have been a great sign of reverence to place garments and uh, the other gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and John said that they cut these branches down and laid branches and garments on the ground so that this cult that Jesus was riding didn't even touch the dust because he was so worthy of honor and glory. What's interesting is that even though it is true that Jesus is king, they are actually um, completely missing the point of Jesus as they welcome him. Uh, It's interesting as we think about our own selves and our Lenten journey, how sometimes our expectations of God create these boxes of who we think God is and what we expect him to do and when we expect him to do it. And these folks certainly had expectations. They thought that uh, the Messiah, Jesus, would rescue them, would save them from the oppressor, the Roman Empire. In fact, these other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John, it says the people were crying out the phrase, Hosanna, Hosanna. And this word Hosanna means, Lord, save us. Lord, rescue us. And they want to be rescued from the Roman Empire. 
So, in just a few short days, these voices that are right now crying out, Hosanna, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. These people who are now throwing down their garments and palm branches, these people who are now welcoming Jesus as king, in a few short days will be shouting out, crucify him, crucify him. How quickly our opinions of God change when God doesn't work out things in the way and the timing that we expect. How many times we have become disappointed and we think God is not real or prayer does not work when it doesn't happen the way and in the timing that I expect. What we don't realize is that for Jesus to be king, which he is, means that he is utterly sovereign. All power is his. And, you know, beyond any idea of a human king, he is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows what you and I need better than we know ourselves. He did indeed come to rescue the Israelites and all of humankind, but not from the Roman Empire. He was certainly not going to fulfill their desire for a political messiah, but he came to save us, to rescue us from the most dangerous enemy of all the one we didn't even realize was our greatest enemy. Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 6. Our war, our battle, is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers and forces and authorities of darkness. We indeed have an enemy, (laughs) And we indeed need to be rescued, but it is not what you think or how you think. Jesus has come to rescue us from the power of Satan and sin and death and self-destruction. He has come to save us. As we... uh, Come towards the end of our Lenten journey as we are journeying to the cross with Jesus. Our first invitation is to welcome Jesus as King, as real King, letting go of our expectations, letting go of our boxes and our timelines and allowing him to really be king. In one of Jesus' most profound prayers, he models for us what this truly looks like. And yet, not my will, but your will be done. Because our sovereign king actually knows what we need better than we do. 
But what's beautiful is we still have an invitation to pray. Jesus says, tell God all that you need, even though he already knows what you need before you ask. Like the invitation is still to walk this with God life, with an open conversation with God the Father. But at the same time, we hold intention. We can tell God everything, the big, the small. Um, And yet we also hold it loosely. We hold it with open hands, not clinging or grasping or forcing. We hold it with an open mind that Jesus King might work this out differently than we anticipated, but that he will work this out. His promise is to work all things for good for those who love him. And so let's welcome the King of Kings into our life and maybe think of some specific areas where perhaps you have had expectations of ways or timelines that God would do things um, and just open your hands. You might even physically open up your hands right now um, instead of clenching them and just release that back to him and his sovereignty. Welcoming the king also means that we cry out, Hosanna, Lord, save us. This is a time for us to admit our utter desperation and dependency on Jesus to rescue us. Coming to terms with the reality that we cannot save ourselves. And that is why God has come in the person of Jesus to rescue us. It's okay to admit that you can't do this without him. Your admission of your dependency on him is the healthiest, safest, and freest place that you can live. John 15 Apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will will bear much fruit. Hosanna. Lord, save us and rescue us. I love throughout the Gospels, we see that Jesus is a pretty emotional person. He doesn't hold back or stifle his emotions. And as he approaches the city of Jerusalem, knowing full well that these voices that are calling out King, King in this moment will soon be yelling, crucify him, he begins to weep. He begins to weep and he vocalizes his desire. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. The way to peace, as we are discovering during our Lenten journey to the cross, is the cross. The cross is the central point of our entire faith. 
for it is on the cross that we are reconciled and made the friends of God. It is by the cross that we are redeemed and we are set free from our slavery to sin and death. It is by the cross that we are able to be adopted as sons and daughters of the King of Kings. It is by the cross alone. His wish for us today and always is to realize, to understand the way to peace, the way to peace with one another, the way to peace with God, the way to peace interiorly is relationship with God, abiding in him through the work of Jesus on the cross. Palm Sunday is also for us an invitation to worship the King. Here, the people begin to cry out, to shout, to sing, to wave these branches in the air, and the Pharisees get so mad and ask that he rebuke the people for saying these, what to them are heresies, and Jesus replies, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. Lent is an invitation for us to worship freely, to worship with abandon. I don't know what your particular personal worship style is, but I would invite you during Lent to maybe consider some invitations to worship God with all of your emotional self. Um, And worship certainly is more than singing. It's about your 365 everyday life. But you might consider what it would look like for you to burst into cheers. Maybe to dance or clap or lift your hands or... It's really a personal journey with you and the Holy Spirit, but I would invite you maybe to go a little further than perhaps you've gone before, to invite um, your whole self to come to the table as you worship. And then consider what it looks like for worship to not just be a small fragment of your life, but to be the whole life that you live as you walk with God. Which brings us to our third uh, sort of invitation of Lent today, and that is to be a child of the King. We welcome the King, we worship the King, and now be a child of the King. You are not just a spectator who is watching the king enter into the city, but you are a child of the king. We heard about this just this last Sunday as we were reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. 
You are all children of the light and children of the day. You do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. You are a child of the light. That is the kingdom of the light. So what is that? And we actually read about that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. For he, Jesus, has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are a child of God and you are a child of his kingdom, the kingdom of light. And so this is an invitation for us to actually participate in the kingdom of God. Whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, we always say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Perhaps what we fail to realize is that what I'm really saying when I say those words, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, this is an invitation for me to say yes to participating in God's kingdom here and now. God's kingdom can come on earth as it is in heaven wherever a child of God is saying yes to participation with the work and will of God in their everyday ordinary life which comes back to this idea of personal renewal and global revival. Revival is when personal renewal goes viral, which is really a whole bunch of Jesus people saying, yes. This is an invitation for us to say yes to the mission of God where you are and when you are. You in God's sovereignty, again back to his kingship, you have been chosen to live in this time, in this place, for a purpose. God is absolutely intentional about every decision he makes. You are in your family for a reason. You live on your street for a reason. You have the hobbies and interests that you do for a reason. You work where you work for a reason. You attend the school that you attend for a reason. So all of this is you becoming awake and sober, keeping your eyes open to what the Holy Spirit is inviting you to do, to join him in, in your surrounding uh, oikos, your sphere of influence. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of light, the 
the kingdom of our King, who we welcome in this Palm Sunday. We are ambassadors of that King, and God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. I want to encourage you this week and throughout your life (laughs) really to stay awake. Stay awake and keep the inclination of your heart towards yes. A yes to your participation in the kingdom. This isn't about what pastors do or missionaries do. It's about what you do, where you live, where you work. Where there is hatred, sow seeds of love. Where there is doubt, sow sow seeds of faith. Where there is despair, sow seeds of hope. Where there are lies, sow seeds of truth. Where there is anxiety, sow seeds of peace. Where there is division, sow seeds of unity. Where there is greed, sow seeds of generosity. Where there is evil, sow seeds of good. King Jesus, we welcome you. King Jesus, Hosanna, save us. King Jesus, we worship you with our whole selves. King Jesus, we say yes. We want to participate with you in whatever your spirit is calling us to. Keep us awake and alert and sober. Keep our eyes open and our ears attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit as you invite us to join you in your kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my life as it is in heaven, in my family, in my neighborhood, in my workplace, in this Bay Area, in my world. Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.